listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White. Joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? Delightful. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be joining you today, Jeff. And, yeah. uh, as always, I'm excited for today's show. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, um, we're going down a road. We've often talked in the past about, uh, you know, marketing and uh, and the integration of marketing with engineering departments within manufacturers. But never before have we had them kind of in the same place. Yeah, I think we've. You know, I think we've had some um, uh, engineering marketers on the show before, potentially. But I don't think we really kind of crack this nut. No, um, because. Uh, you know, look. I, I think a lot of uh, a lot of marketers, when they when they kind of bend to the task of connecting with engineers, writing for engineers, etc., um, they I think that they find um, I, I don't know. I hear you hear them talk about it, and sometimes it's like uh, they, 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 they're talking about this this unknown entity that thinks about <laughs> things in a unique way. Blob, yeah, they, they clearly speak a different language. How could we ever communicate to them? Oh, no. <laughs> and um, they, they act like there's a lot that separates them. And I think what was so refreshing about today's guest is that um, uh, she has a contrary point of view, which I'm so often interested to hear. <laughs> you, contrarian? <laughs> yeah. I've... I've... I've never heard this well, before. Let's, let's get on. Yes, let's indeed. So joining us today is Joanna Rodriguez. Joanna is the marketing manager at Times Microwave Systems. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Joanna. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Joanna, awesome to have you on the show. And um, I, I, I want to get things uh, underway by um, hearing more about kind of the path that you took to your current role at Times um, Microwave Systems, because it's a bit of a, a long and winding road, I think, from engineer to marketer. <laughs> it wasn't really the path I took, is the path that took me in a, in a certain way. Um, so I started my life as a mechanical engineer, my professional life. I loved it. I thought that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, big part of it is I love solving problems and puzzles and learning. Um, so that's where I thought I wanted to go. Um, and then as career goes, I got into product management, which was a fantastic experience. And while I was in that role, I took a lot of project management classes. I was going for my master's in engineering. And at that point, the company I was at asked me to lead a project. And I said, super, that's very exciting. What is the project? Oh, it's a website redesign. Well, I knew nothing about websites. And I thought, how complicated and how hard can that possibly be? Well, <laughs> that was a rude awakening. <laughs> um, but it was a fantastic experience. My, my love for learning really helped me. I, I, I learned so many things so quickly. Um, from SEO to web design to user interfaces. And it just, it was just like sink or swim. And I loved it. Um, so at the end of that project, they offered me um, to take over the marketing department to head their marketing department. And that was a very interesting point in my life where, you know, it's hard to get an engineering degree. 
it's very difficult. And there is a huge stigma with leaving an engineering career because it's either what happened? Were you not good enough for engineering? Or what, you know, what are you going to toss all that, uh, those years at school where I was about to finish my master's in engineering? So, but I, I just, I truly believe, it's my personal belief that as long as you're doing something that's fun and that you like, that's all that matters. And I wanted to learn more. So I took the job and it was fantastic. It really uh, was amazing how much I learned. And to me, the key was when we work in manufacturing, um, you have all this very technical jargon and technical. So the people that are generating the content are just very, uh, I don't know what word to use. I don't want to describe them as geeky, but very passionate people that work on this day in and day out, right? If they're designing, let's say, a screw, they know everything about it. They know the materials, they know the size, the dimensions, the tolerance. They can talk to you for hours about the minutiae of that specific item. Um, and then that has to be communicated through marketing and sales into another engineer on the other end who is looking also for a screw, might not need to know all of the, those details, but what do they need to know? So it was really interesting for me to be marketing, trying to get our engineer to talk with a buyer or an engineer for another company. How do we bridge that gap? So now you have a marketer person trying to facilitate a conversation between two engineers. Um, Maybe they should just get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. They cannot get out of the way because we're so vital in getting information out there access that information. Truly, engineers cannot focus on getting that screw perfectly designed as well as get that information on the website and get that information on the podcast. So you do need both. I'm, I'm, relie I'm relieved because we'll still have jobs. <laughs> uh, you had me, had me a little concerned just yeah, a few the, minutes The engineers in. are coming for us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think once we find how valuable both are, would be best friends. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of similarities, especially, I mean, if your first marketing kind of assignment or project was a web build, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of technical requirements there. There's a lot of skill required. There's a lot of, you know, different things that have to come together in exactly the right way in order for that to actually come off properly. You know, so I, I can see an engineering mind really being, um, you know, well-suited to that kind of a task. Yeah, and I, by no means am I ever going to say it was easy or, you know, anyone can take on a marketing project. That is absolutely not true. You really have to have a strong background. And I was lucky that I had access to a lot of very knowledgeable people that took me under their wing. So it wasn't an easy transition. And by no means am I saying, you know, hey, if you want to go into marketing, yeah, just do it. <laughs> well, I think I think that's an interesting point. This notion of like you kind of just hit on it a little bit because I, I was kind of wondering about earlier you mentioned around this um, um, kind of that that tension of leaving an, an engineering career, and I, I don't know. I, I I do think that there's somewhat of a stigma, if you will, around, or at least you know, mechanical engineering is serious. Marketing is eh, anybody. Eh, you know, maybe you don't have to. You could go to school for, it, but maybe you don't have to. Maybe you know, it, 
it's um it, it's 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 got to be a really because of course when you intimately understand both you you know, you know that it's just as tough to be an exceptional marketer as it is to be an exceptional engineer. I couldn't agree more with that. And I think the reason why I've been successful is because I also have been able to tap on people that are talented. Um, this concept that marketers can make everything look pretty, can write a perfect white, uh, white paper, um, can design a beautiful website, can get you an SEO ranked really well. This notion that a marketer is a unicorn and can do everything is so unrealistic, right? It's it's and it takes a lot. What I think differs from engineering and marketing um, is there is a lot of resources out there in marketing. The problem is there is also a lot of what I call shining objects too. So you kind of have to help someone to guide you through the path to filter out like yeah, this is a good, a good strategy. That's something that's been implemented. It's a good, good uh, thing for marketing versus, you know, no, this is just a fad. It's going to come and go. To be fair, I suppose the barrier um, to authority is higher in engineering. I mean, you know, you, you at least need to have the pinky ring in order to be taken seriously, don't you? Well, the one thing that this is going to sound horrible and I think people are going to not engineers are not going to be happy with me. But the thing about engineering that's a little bit easier is you get to focus, you get to focus on one thing and people understand they have the expectation that you're going to be the expert on that topic. Um, you don't get, we don't get that in marketing, right? <laughs> Nobody asked the mechanical engineer to just go over here and do some chemical engineering for a while. <laughs> right? That is but true. But you could be an advertising expert, like a like really like expert in broadcast advertising. That does not make you an expert marketer. It does not make you an expert lead gen marketer. It, it does doesn't not make, make you an expert web designer. Right, right, yeah. right. But it, be, you're, 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 you're often lumped into the same basket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a funny story. When I um, when I left my previous company and I, I had this moment, do I keep on, on marketing? Do I go back on engineering? I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, a recruiter called me and, and they said, hey, there's a marketing position for this company here. Uh, why don't you come talk to us? I'm like, mm, okay. So I start my interviewing process and, and my conversations with them. I was interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me because I really wanted to make sure the expectations were there. I I am very afraid sometimes that people will think, oh, you're marketing. You can make everything look pretty. No, I'm not a graphic designer. I really can make everything look pretty. Um, so I really want to make sure when I interviewed for this company that their expectations, what my strengths were and what I, I'm good at, they fully understood. And that's what they were looking for. Um, and it worked out perfect. It was, it was a fantastic move, but, um, that, that, that I think is one of the biggest things for us in marketing, this idea that we can do everything. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> do you think did, did Times Microwave know what they were getting when you were coming in, that you had this background in engineering? Was that what made them particularly interested in you? I think that they 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 thought it would be a little bit easier for me to grasp more of the technical concepts. Um, they were looking for someone with strong project management skills that could lead some key projects in marketing. Um, but I honestly, I think... Um, I'm not 100% sure when manufacturers go, manufacturers go out there looking for a marketing if they know exactly what they're looking for. So I'm not sure if I, they got what they wanted 
I think I hope they're happy. I think they are. With I love working with them um, and for them. But it, I think part of our jobs as marketers is kind of help clarify some of the um, what exactly do you need and what do you want to do? What what's your strategy? Um, I, I would say that that is. Um... So understanding that there's uh, differences in roles and one marketer can't do it all, I mean, that really is, in some ways, when I think about the, the companies and marketers that I've, I've met over the years, the ones that are more sophisticated, that have been around the business for longer, have um, worked in more complex, larger organizations, they seem to get that difference a lot more. Yeah. And it seems like it's, a, in some ways, it's a bit of a trap of that, small to mid-market B2B manufacturer where they think like one to two marketing staff can get it all done. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's no mm. need for any outside help or... Yeah, or, yeah, well, I mean, or or even just diversity of skill sets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, I mean, I, you know, I, I think the one thing that's that's particularly interesting about, about your position and your background is, you know, how... I'd love to dive deeper into how you've helped bring that to life in your relationship with the engineers in your company. Um, how has that helped you to, you know, kind of play that translator role? Yeah, um, that engineering to marketing to, to engineering and to sales. Mm. Yeah. So, how's that helped? So, uh, when you when you take a step back and you look, engineers and marketers are pretty much very similar people. They're passionate. Um, they take a subject and we were just talking about this, right? You become, you try to become an expert. So if it's lead gen, you try to become an expert, you research, you, you constantly, you're constantly learning and engineers are the same way. So if you think about all the common grounds that we have between engineers and marketers, it becomes a lot easier to understand each other. Um, and I think for us in marketing, we, we do have to approach engineers with, you know, open ears and, if we don't understand something, it's okay. Um, we can ask. And the thing is, um, it will take time for for engineers to see us as a as a valuable resource. So you have to get a few wins under your belt before you can kind of say, hey, by the way, this is what we're gonna do. You know, uh, engineers are somewhat skeptical um, and they think of marketing as what they see on TV, like a commercial or something. And they really haven't spent much time as thinking, why do we need marketing in this company, right? They, they've been very focused um, on designing and development. So, But they're such a wonderful resource. Once you get them to talk about what they're passionate about, it's a wealth of information. It, it just, it's amazing. And uh, just get them to talk. That would be my advice to any marketer out there trying to get, don't try to lead the conversation or tell them what they're going to write about, you know, let them talk, let them, let them lead that conversation. Um, and then you can always loop in sales and, and reposition and see, okay, this is a fantastic topic. How, how can we position it? Is this, what is, what out of all of this we talked about is really important to our customers. So then you can, you can start framing that um, in a way that is important to your customer because your role really is to take all that fantastic knowledge and kind of rearrange or reposition it in a way that your engineer customer can consume right so I, 
I think that's that's the great thing. And when you think about that, once you get all that knowledge from the engineer, you as a marketer, you have that that thing we love the most, which is content, right? Now we can go and we can start brainstorming and figuring out, okay, how am I going to, is this a podcast? This is the vlog. Can I get this engineer in front of a camera? That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. That's hard enough to do with marketers or, or others who don't <laughs> mind being in front of a camera. But um, now you have all this rich content. You can you can use your obsession with content development and, and lead generation, whatever you, you want to go with it, um, and then frame it. And I, I think, to me, that's the recipe for success right there. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. I have no idea where I'm going with this, Joanna, but I'll try to get there. I, I'm, I wonder, like, well, so the engineers that make a product, um, they have a level of depth and understanding of that product that the buy side engineer maybe doesn't. Now, of course, the buying side engineer um, needs to know how that part is being, um, you know, uh, the, the, the various technical components of it and specifications and whatnot to ensure that it works in what they're building and what they're. But it's there is a bit of a difference in the level of depth and understanding from one engineer, kind of sell-side engineer, mm -hmm. to buy-side engineer. And it sounds as though that's the translation that we're trying to make. Um, when you say engineer to marketer to engineer, it's like sell-side engineer uh, to marketer to buy-side engineer. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, is there any insight into the nuance there, the types of information that a a buy side engineer is more interested in and that a sell side engineer maybe glosses over because they're so close to the product? Yes, there is a lot. One thing though, that is not technical. And if you can communicate that through your engineer all the way to your customer is the passion. Um, sometimes we, we just skim through that passion that engineer have about that specific product and the buyers they will look at, okay, these people are really committed to this product or they're very passionate about this product. They really know what they're talking about. So I wouldn't say get too caught up on how much detail, but really focus on is this person, does it come across as a passionate person that really knows about the product? And a lot of engineers, when you talk to them, they really want to make sure that their product they're developed is used properly and um, ha meets all the criteria that they need to. I mean, again, engineers are problem solvers. They love checking off boxes, requirements. So passing that along, um, I think it's a, a, such a valuable point for us to do. Um, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I think we're getting somewhere here because I'm kind of curious because look, look, there's, I mean, you make uh, connectors at times, microwave systems. There's a lot of the things that you make that uh, that people would say, Okay, like one connector versus the other, provided they both meet spec, it doesn't matter. It's whatever one's the lowest price. And I kind of think what you just told me is, eh, there's actually another 
thing that you can hinge on there and that the passion of that in, the engineer that made that connector, if you can somehow successfully communicate that to the buying side, then it maybe just doesn't boil down to price and spec at the end it's, of the day. It's almost, it's brand relevant. Brand, brand but also person relevant yeah. to, down to that engineering team. Am I putting words in your mouth or is that what you're telling me? Well, you are, but yeah. <laughs> But, <laughs> Both. Um, but that's precisely it because you're right. So we are not the only, man, unfortunately, the only manufacturer of uh, um, RF interconnect and, and um, cables and connectors. We're the best, but we're not the only one. Now, when I get somebody on my team in engineering to talk about exactly the, the minutia of that specific connector and why they created like that, why they use that material, why does a buyer want to know that? Probably they don't need to, but if you're an engineering on the other end and you're reading something from us that says, you know, this is the thought process behind it. This is why we did this. This is why we did that versus just dispatching from somebody else. I think as an engineer looking at the other end, you'd be like, mm, this folks really put thought into it. I don't know what the thought process behind this other design is. Um, and, I, and remember, engineers are averse to, to failure, failure. They're all measuring risk as they put designs together. So working with someone that can secure them and say, hey, listen, we put all this thought behind this. And not only that, if this doesn't work or if you need something different, we can work with you. Um, and it's not one of those empty we are, we sell solutions, you know, like everybody else talks about, we sell solutions. Really? What does that even mean? I think we, we, as a marketers, we need to put some meat to that. Right. Uh, <laughs> we have, so, we have solutions as a main, uh, um, uh, architecture nav on our website. Don't you know? <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean? Like that. Uh, yeah, well, but you have solutions and then you dive into it. Right. You don't just have like the generic, we can solve any problem. Really? How, why, who, Right, and I think putting that meat. I I love this call to action in some way that you're putting out here, uh, Joanna. This notion that um, I I don't know. I, I feel like there's a bit of a defeatism in the uh, defeatist nature when a marketer says, "Yeah, you know, meat spec, and uh, mm. then it's all about price, and we just got to get the distribution channel sorted and all." And everything's gonna be wow good. is that it like yeah that seems like just a bit of a paint by numbers and and i love that you're telling me no 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 the, the people still matter here yeah I, I i'd like to come back to something in, in reference to this but something you said a bit earlier that you had to get some early wins you know um to kind of continue to gain the respect of, of your team and, and the engineers that you're working with and, and all of that how has the, you know what have those early wins been and some of the later ones and, and how has this passion come to life in the marketing that you're doing so um for example one of the the core things when you join a company as a marketer and you have a meeting with your engineering team they're going to look at you and they're going to sit around the table and be like what are you trying to do I don't want to sell the secret sauce. And so I don't want you to go out there and publish something you're not supposed to. Um, I don't really have much time to talk about this. So can we get this, <laughs> this meeting done? Um, so I think we kind of have to take a little step back and just instead of going in and saying, hey, this is going to be our marketing strategy. You know what your marketing strategy is. You're you know, you're, the leaders of the company know, but the engineering team really, you can go to them and be like, 
what products are you guys developing? What's the coolest thing you've worked on? Um, why, why is this so cool? Um, you know, ask those questions to get them talking. And then sometimes you might have to write an article or a white paper that doesn't necessarily jive 100% with your strategy, but it's that compromising of something they want to talk about and something that they feel passionate about. And honestly, sometimes that's the one who really, that really gets all those leads and downloads. It's hard um, for us to be 100% sure that uh, this is going to be a flop and I'm putting all these efforts. But I think there's so much value into putting these efforts and, and writing things they want to talk about and start that way. And then you can always kind of help help change um, into um, into something that fits your strategy. We one of the things that we started once um, last year happened um, is really everybody was on the webinar, right? Everybody started. You couldn't visit customers anymore. You couldn't get out there, so everybody decided to do webinars. And I had just started with this company like four or five months ago. I you know, I didn't know a lot of people. How are we going to put together webinars? And, and, you know, now you have people doing presentations. And um, But I really just went to our engineering team and, be, and and sales team. And I got a list from sales. I got a list from engineering. I kind of matched them and said, okay, there's some common ground in here. And who wants to talk about it? And uh, once we got that going and we got the engineers to actually do the webinars um, and talk about what they're passionate about, it really, uh, I, I had people saying, hey, by the way, we should do another one on this topic, or which is amazing. When you have engineers coming to you and saying, hey, I want to do a webinar on this, that's amazing. And now you have a content you can um, rewrite as a white paper. So now you go to them and be like, hey, I know you didn't ask me, but I wrote this white paper on that topic that you're really passionate about. How is this? That is a huge win, you know? Um, and the other red flag for me is don't ask your engineers to write papers, please. They won't. Um, they don't have the time. They don't want to do it. And, and that's really puts a huge barrier between you and them. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that you can really do. You know, we talked about this translation idea, but giving voice to their content, you know, I think it's incredibly smart to, you know, put an engineer on a webinar, let them conduct that, let them see the results of it, and then take what they've said and turn it into that white paper and bring it back to them and say, hey, look what I look what I was able to do with all the great information you you put out in the webinar and now we have this awesome resource that we can use as a download on the website. And, you know, I, I think you're going to get a lot more um, uptake with that kind of push pull, you know, they, they provide some content and don't even necessarily know that you're extracting things out of it to make more from that. It, it's an incredibly efficient way to produce content. I really hope none of my competitors are listening to this. Um, but if they do, I'm not too worried because also, you have to have great engineers, right? You have to have engineers that are passionate. And um, and I think because of the way we are framed in our company, we're mainly an engineering company. That's why they have a lot more engineers than marketers. <laughs> so um, that's the caveat too. You have to have a, you have to rely on a good engineering team. Uh, the only uh, 
a thing I would add to that is uh, I always tell people they never have to really be all that worried about talking about an amazing idea because while there's lots of folks that can listen to you talk about an amazing idea, there are just very few people that can actually have the wherewithal to implement it, uh, even <laughs> yeah. if you give it away. Yeah. Well, I guess my, my hidden agenda here is really to get folks starting marketing that don't have an engineering background at all to feel less to give them at least a few pointers so they're less threatened by the engineering team. You know, I think once you you, you have some steps there to work with them, at the end of the day, you both are going to be so excited by the amount of people that registered to the webinar, by the amount of people that attended, share those metrics with them, uh, talk to them about it. Hey, by the way, you look at your webinar, look how many leads we get. That is where you're really going to get that big win, the common ground, um, you know, they are going to feel so uh, valued. They are the experts and they're getting a voice that maybe before they didn't have. You're going to feel great because you're putting out great content, you're getting leads. And that's where that you start moving into the same planet. And now you have a team that's unbeatable. You have the technical team, you have the marketing team. So I love that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I'm curious, one of the things that you uh, kind of alluded to earlier, sometimes, uh, you know, what the, maybe what the engineer is passionate about isn't what you immediately think is going to be great content, but then you can kind of be surprised. I'm wondering, have you been surprised? And what was the biggest surprise that you had where you thought, ah, this isn't going to be interesting, but all of a sudden the other engineers on the buy side thought it was pretty cool? Yes. So uh, <laughs> on the webinars, we had we're talking more, the structure was more application driven. And then I had the head of engineering come to me, he's super smart guy, talking about somebody that's so smart, you you, you feel dumb next to him because he's just so smart. Well, that's why he does, he's the head of engineering. But he said, I want to do a webinar on this topic. It was very dry. And I was like, oh, Christ, like, <laughs> this is going to be hard, you know. But he's the head of engineering. I'm new here. Just... Be quiet. Put your head down. Do what you gotta do. It's a webinar. You you know it's not gonna it's not gonna break the uh, break the bank. So I did, and boy was I wrong. That that topic. Once we got him to present, it wasn't dry at all because he was so excited about it, and that was exactly the the topic nobody wanted to touch because it's hard to explain. And that's one of our webinars that. That's by far one of the most successful successful webinars we have. We we get people watching that recording almost every day, just because it's a topic that nobody's talking about. Um, I guess talking about our competitors, I don't know, but if 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 my you know my guess or assumption here is that when marketers look at that type of content, they kind of like uh, this is dry, boring. I'm gonna run the other way. Um, so yeah, that's one an example of, of of things that I I did not see it coming, and and I'm so happy I was wrong. Well, then I find I find it interesting that you didn't see it coming, uh, and you're an engineer. I mean, yeah, it, it was if it was seemed like it might be boring, dull, dull, boring and dull to you. Um, exactly, a, a, a quote unquote normal marketer would have been yeah <laughs> falling well, asleep. And I I think that's what's that's what's so powerful about it is that it really takes. It really takes a passionate engineer to bring that kind of topic to life in a way that 
and, and helping to elevate them and, and bring them to the fore of, of your marketing and of your customer centric and customer facing marketing is probably the key to the success yeah. of this initiative. Yeah, definitely. And I can't say this enough for all the folks out there listening to this dairy marketing. Even the most shy engineer on your team, the quiet one, the one that doesn't want to talk to you, doesn't want to be on camera, doesn't. Once you have to find out what that person is passionate about. Once that engineer, once you find out what they like and what they're working on, what their passion is, they are going to talk. So I, I guess that's kind of the secret. Don't come at them with your agenda. Get Try to learn what they're passionate about. And then you try to fit in how it goes with your strategy and all of that. But um, And a lot of, in, in manufacturing, a lot of your sales are also engineers sometimes. Well, not a lot, but sometimes. Um, a lot of engineers are going to the dark side these days. Um, but they are, they are going to be able to help you out too. Like, oh, you know, this topic would go with this market or this application. And you start connecting the dots. But my suggestion is befriend um, your engineering team. Whatever you need to do. I know you can bring donuts now, but befriend your engineering team. And find, there is a lot more common ground between the two areas than um, anyone uh, anticipates. So I think that's core. Well, thank you so much, Joanna, for sharing your experience with us today on The Cooler Ring. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. It's been fun. Um, and I really hope this helps a lot of engineers out there and marketers out there. Um, we're a lot more alike than we imagined. So thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to talk about this. Our absolute pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.